This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. Yo, what's up? It's your boy LA, aka the Love Ambassador. Coming to you straight, live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Now, there comes a time in every person's life where they realise that, well, they need someone to go for the Philly Eagles together in the old Super Bowl. And my buddy to do that is the one and only Mr. Philly. What's up, man? Hey, man. I didn't know you were a Philly following American football. Are you rooting for the Eagles? Yeah, I, I I just like the fact that they righted so much after they won last time. That's that's kind of what's uh, that's why what I'm going for. The little anarchist in me wants to see it happen again. Yeah, my uh, apparently they already greased all the poles in the city so people can't <laughs> climb up them. It's ridiculous, man. I st- I can't 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 get over it. Can't get it. We really? talked about this. No, we we talked about this yeah. last time on the podcast. I I hate how intense people get with sports. It's like I understand. I understand, but come on, guys. It's just some dudes throwing a ball. It's like they make millions of dollars a year. They don't care about you. Why are you getting so pumped? Like you're you you're you're a nobody to them, and yet you decide to go out and flip things and climb things, stand in the cold, piss your pants. People were pissing their pants last time because you didn't want to lose their spot. It's like. You think they pee their pants for you? No. You think they care about you? No. Yeah, you know, we used to do it in the uh, in in the old uh, beer and coke bottles in the standing room. So you just like get, if you're having your bottle of beer, you, you just didn't want to go to the toilet because you lose the space. And you know, Maybe. it was just a an unwritten law amongst older Aussies. They just you know, a couple of blokes would stand and look away as you kind of did your business. You know, That's... make sure there's no shivers around. I guess I, I get it, but in this case, people literally wore diapers, man. They wore diapers, and they pissed themselves because they didn't oh. want to lose their spot. That's what was going on. And it just, oh yes, really, God. yes. And, and to really? Me, I had a friend who was standing near the art museum where the parade ended, and they went up and gave their whole speech. And he said that he saw, like, literally a guy maybe four feet to the left of him just saw the piss running down his leg because he wasn't wearing a diaper. He just said, fuck it, and he just peed his pants. It's just Neanderthalish, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's unbelievable. So to me, it's like, it's just sad that people devote so much effort and energy towards something that just doesn't benefit them. The only thing that it does is it lets you escape from maybe your everyday reality. But there's people who literally their whole life revolves around it. I don't know. It's like, it's okay to like sports, but just fucking do it in moderation. Like I like watching tennis. I like watching American football. But I'll, you'll never see me do anything like that because I just don't care. And I think all these freaking clubs should all be broken apart. All these owners should be gouged. And all the money that they make from the city should be given back to the city. But sadly, it would all be corrupt anyway, so all get stolen. But if it wasn't, then that's what they should do. I mean, these people make mil- – the players make millions. The clubs make fucking uh, also millions. Like, you're telling me you can't – like. You're a city team, right? Give back to the city. What are you giving back? Why don't you build up a community? Why don't you build community centers? Why don't you buy up like decrepit properties and rebuild new ones there and try to give affordable housing to people? They don't do any of this. They don't care. And then you have these idiots go there and fucking piss themselves. I don't know. 
You got me all worked up now. Thanks a lot. Saturday morning. <laughs> well, it leads in nicely. <laughs> I, I like uh, I, 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 I'm well. We we're both in Australia and America. We call it soccer, but you know, for us, the real for us Europeans, the real football, mate. Uh, that's always been my my real go to sport. Um, and then just like random shit in the Olympics, you know. I don't mind like the Olympics. Winter, yeah. Oh no, nah, like you know, I used to like when the boxing was on. I used to okay. really like the boxing, and yeah. then. I used to like the well because we're really quite good at it in Australia, like the downstream kayaking and uh, rowing as well. Wait, wait, wait. downstream um, kayaking is in the Olympics. Yeah, man, we've we've won we've won gold for quite quite a few in a row. I had no idea that was a thing. I know crew is a thing. Yeah, like rowing, that's a big thing. But I never yeah, heard no, of there's what there's what <laughs> It's fucking classic, man. Yeah, but it's why Aussies. That's why Aussies get so many gold medals, because like we throw a, we throw a bunch of money into all these like super random sports. So it's weird yeah. that they keep that, but then they don't have wrestling, right? Yeah, I know. Like that was it, one like, of the wrestling, OG wrestling sports. Was, yeah, it literally was the original Greek Olympics. Was wrestling? Yeah. It's like no, we're going to do a lot uh, of countries wrestle. Yeah, actually, the, the state I'm from, uh, Pen the Pennsylvania wrestling is massive. We're considered one of the best states for uh, for wrestling. Uh, like usually, we'll get like state champions, go on to colleges, get like full scholarship. Like it's very competitive, but the, our state's very well known for like very competitive wrestling, uh, like state competition. So very good wrestlers come out of come out of Pennsylvania. I wonder why, therefore, sumo wrestling never took off. I think that you, know, you that got, you just got, stay you where got it big is. fat you got big fatties in America, yeah, you know. No, 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 abundance no, no. of fat people. Yeah, but they're not like they're not they're not bear strong. They're just fucking like uh you know those fish that they pull out from the bottom of the ocean and then they get all like flabby when they put them on the deck, though those weird looking oh, fish. Yeah. That's our fat people, right? The the sumo wrestlers are like fucking elephants, bro. Like there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of muscle behind it. It's like you ever look at the guys who like if you watch them play football in the US, the offensive linemen, defensive linemen, they're not like freaking shredded, bro. They're fat, but they're like muscle fat. They're freaking huge muscle. There's all muscle underneath that, underneath that fat. But they get a lot of health problems when they stop playing, I think. I think what they do isn't isn't good. I think they push yeah, their well, body I mean, too hard. Yeah, and also generally carrying that, that much weight as, yeah. as you get older is like horrible as well. Yeah. So I actually had a teacher who, who, uh, who played, well, got, I think he was drafted to play professional football, but got injured quite quick. So then he, so then he, uh, he, he stopped playing. But dude, he was huge, man. He was freaking massive. And I remember when he walked in, even like, like we were all just like, holy fuck. Fuck, you know, this guy could break us in half. But like his hand was like the size of our head. And uh he was the nice, he was the nicest guy. Dude, he was a giant teddy. It was so bad because it felt so bad because the end of the year, some of the students were really fucking taking advantage of this guy. And then he tried to act like angry, but it was too late. Because <laughs> I went to all boys school. <laughs> so everybody there was like, forget it. Like we already know you're a pushover. Not me. I was, I was, I I was under the radar, didn't, didn't do it, but there was some, you know. Slapdicks that always tried to cause cause shit. 
And I was like, dude, you could have came in here and had all these people be so fucking scared of you. And you tried to be all nice and friendly with them and it backfired so poorly. But he was such a good dude. I I hope he's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Massive. Uh, So it's an interesting thing now, um, economically. So we have talked Mm -hmm. about this. We have talked about this in previous episodes where where we thought, um, according to just straight finance and, and commerce and looking into it, that yeah. we were going to be entering some real hard economic times. Yeah. That in the interim uh, to the listeners has changed a little bit because there's been somewhat of a rally uh, on US and Australian stock markets and very strong uh, jobs a very strong jobs uh, growth in 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 both America. I think the last one was five hundred thousand, something like that. And then in Australia, we're still at three and some change percentage. So the the sort of feel in Australia, our biggest worry is that in the second half of the year we have what's known as a mortgage cliff, where a whole bunch of people have like two percent loans and they're going to go on to. Six to seven percent, you know, so it's going to add like 10, 15, 20 grand. But what's been interesting, I think, for the states is you during the pandemic, you went and hired so many people, like especially tech companies. But now, including just recently Disney, we're seeing mass layoffs. So, is that just a correction of the extra people for the pandemic, or you think it's uh. You think it's uh, uh songs? What's what's, what's going to go on? Uh, I think it's all. Uh, I mean, I got to look into the data more to be honest. But so, from what I understand, the Democrats were bragging about how many jobs have been added, but a lot of those jobs aren't really like new jobs. They're pre-pandemic jobs, kind of coming back. Because I think in this previous, uh, this previous. Uh, employment report it was leisure and hospitality that had the largest say gain in new jobs um oh okay so i got it so leisure and hospitality has 128,000 new jobs education yeah. and health was 105,000 business and services 82 business services sorry 82,000 government 74,000 then retail construction manufacturing are all pretty like pissant numbers uh so I mean, I don't know if this is really a good thing. Like business services is quite like, what does that mean? Business services? It's quite uh technical consulting, public sector, 74,000 jobs. I don't really consider those real jobs. Those are government. That's just government spending. So they could just boost that as much as they want, but leisure and hospitality, the largest amount, and it's still pre pandemic level. So, I mean, as things come back to normal, maybe we see that change. But I think what's more telling is the fact that the jobs that seem like are the ones that are growing are the non high paying jobs. Right? You're getting the jobs like how much does leisure and hospitality pay compared to, you know, the Disney just announced they're laying off 7,000 people. Yahoo's announced how many people, I don't remember how many people they're laying off. But then we had the big layoffs from Amazon, from Google, from Facebook. Like all these guys get paid, you know, easily six figures. And then, you know, you're losing all the high paying stuff for low paying stuff. Um, and I think also credit card debt in the U.S. is at an all time high. I think, it, you know, they can swing it however they want that, you know, things are things are going to go well and things are doing well and everything's going to be OK. But 
I don't know, man. I Yahoo, mean, I, I think Yahoo it has to come 20%. to a head. 20%. Yahoo is 20% of its staff. Just freaking huge, man. Yeah. Oh, Twitter Yahoo obviously had that big playoffs, right? 1,600 people. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, be interesting to see. I mean, there's, there's still a huge uh, labor shortage in Australia. Uh, for your, you know, your, your cafes and tradies yeah. and, and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, do we maybe just sort of pull pull through by the absolute grit of our teeth? Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they're just trying to hide behind some uh, some good figures. Um, it's really not that impressive, I think, because we're still we're just like we still even the U.S. We still have not lifted technically our our border restrictions yet. So, of course, there's going to be a rebound in jobs when things kind of sort of get back to normal. But it's not the same normal as it was before in the terms of like a lot of the higher paying jobs seem to be they're the, the big companies are the ones that are cutting. And now interest rates are way higher. I mean, everything's way more expensive and the jobs you're getting aren't necessarily paying you that much. So how are people going to survive? And the government's still in their spending spree and we have our debt ceiling coming up. And Bank of America came out with their article saying that, yeah, we're fucked. Is essentially what the article. That's what they could have changed the title to. They said federal government's not doing enough. Nobody's doing enough. We're definitely going to hit a bad recession. Buckle up. Like, why would you say that? Right. And I think a lot of other banks have kind of been hinting towards that now, too. Maybe not as direct as them. I think, and then, you know, there was a meeting, actually, from the, I think it was the FDIC that came out that they were saying that they expected a crash to come. And then they said that they shouldn't tell the American people because they're afraid that they'll run to the banks and they don't need to know because this information is on a need-to-know basis and they don't want to cause a panic. And they said that the general public's the general public's trust in the banking facilities is greater than maybe the people have at this table, and then they all laughed about it. But then, do you do you have government? You have government back deposits, though, don't we? Don't you? So in Australia, our our deposits are guaranteed per bank per bank account up to X amount, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, bro. You have a whole generation of people who've been saving their whole life for retirement. You know what happened to like Cyprus and those kind of countries? Do you remember what they did? They went in and just took everybody's money. Like rather than the government printing money to help, the the, the bank and the government just said, great, we're just going to seize all the funds. It's everything above this amount of money. And they just wiped people out. Like if you're talking about like a younger generation only has like 20, 20, 50 grand saved, then okay, they in theory should get it back. But what if you're talking about like someone who's been working for, you know, 40, 30 years at a pretty decent paying job and he saved up a good chunk of change and that's just going to get swept? No, because in Australia, let's let's work off the fact that you're an older person and you have $500,000, right? So you would split that $500,000 into into two bank accounts and is guaranteed both by by the by the Australian government. So God forbid anything happens to the banks, the Australian government will refund to the two fifty. If you split it up into into separate banks, yeah. Which everyone does. I mean everyone everyone has like their, their deposits and then there's other people that will have stuff like trust funds that they'll bring down money into tax purposes. There'll be other people that will buy annuities, you know. Um, yeah, you know that will buy All bank right, shares. Just 
You're saying that, but it's already happened in 11 countries. And the picture perfect thing that you're painting is not what happened. They went in, they took everything that they wanted, period. And then you had to prove that they took less. And a lot of people got flattened out. Hmm. Look at Cyprus. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I think they call it a bail-in instead of a bail-out. Mate, how's the people in Lebanon? They're, like, literally taking guns and, like, holding the bank managers hostage because they can't get their money out. And they've got, like, family members with cancer and, you know, need operations and shit like that and cost so much money for medicals that there's, like, this huge, like, the last year or two, they've just been walking in with, like, fucking pistol. And even the bank managers like, mate, I won't cause you any fucking hassles. And half the time even the cops are like, we understand. <laughs> like, just don't sue it. You want to get your money and walk out. Yeah. I think, uh, well, I mean, this comes down to also the problem that banks don't actually have your money there, right? Yeah, like, I wonder how many people actually think that banks just sit with this huge vault of, you know, Scrooge, Scrooge cash sort of thing. I think more people than you would you would hope, but uh, yeah, I mean they they don't have any of your money. I, I honestly, they probably have nothing there almost, right? It's always supposed to. What is it? Five percent of what you have in your account is all they're required to hold. Yeah, so, something like that. Yeah, so if a bunch of people run at the same time to go get cash, they just can't do it. That's why I think if you ask for a lot of money to take out, usually they give you like a holding period before they before. They oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, obviously yeah. you can't. And they've got this new thing. They've got this new thing now where there's so many scams that, like, they absolutely interrogate you. So, like, I, we had some family friends that was moving, like, I forgot what it was, like 10, 10 grand or something like that, just from yeah. one account to another. And because of their age, because they were, like, mid-70s, let's call it, yeah. they had a full interrogation of, like, you know, uh, oh, oh, what was it? What? It was a funny story. So they go to the bank. They're like, give me 10000 The person at the bank is like, what are you using the money for? So the person was like, well, it's none of your business. It's my money. Like, yeah. you've got to give me my money. And then they're like, oh, well, we can't really just give, give money out because we need to know what it's for. And it's in your own benefit in case you've been scammed. So then this person was like, I grew, up, I grew up in communism. This is communism. If you really want to bring the ruckus, I'm fucking ready for it. Right? I've just gone absolute double barrels till eventually they've handed over the cash, right? Now, where they were as an area with a lot of older Eastern Europeans, right? So this guy, there was this old Russian dude in the bank mm. queue who just started yelling in Russian, hero. <laughs> As a person was walking out of the cash, it was like this like naughty old Russian, and he was just yelling, Hero! Hero! <laughs> Giving the double barrels from the bank, but I mean, I kind of yeah, get I mean, the scam thing. They do that here now, too, though, because they're afraid, like, if you're an older person and you're making a big transfer, that someone might have scammed you into doing it. And then when you get scammed, who do the people run to? They run back to the bank and complain. And then it's like, what is the yeah. bank supposed to do? So I understand that that portion maybe just to be like, well, you know, what's the what's the purpose? And if you're like, oh, my uh, Filipino wife needs the money to help her dad because their pig farm is failing, that, you know, maybe you would be like, uh, have you ever met this woman? 
no, yeah. but we really love each other. It's like, oh, okay, okay. Maybe, maybe chill, bro. <laughs> I understand yeah. that. This is a big problem in Singapore too. I always see all the time a lot of people getting a lot of people getting scammed here. It's a huge issue. And it's easy to pick on the older people, right? Because they don't really know what's uh like it's they're just more say confused, whereas maybe the younger gen are a little bit more apprehensive if they get certain things or like oh it's I just treat everything as if it's a scam. The level of scamming now is just so incredibly so much um, money in it. Yeah, but it's also so incredibly advanced. Yeah. Like what they're doing is just like mind blowing. I mean how the how they're actually copying it is just I was even reading this thing about two, three years ago, how uh the Premier League teams like Manchester United and stuff like that, they were running this scam with like the exact guy's signature the exact like head of the youth club, the official letters like they ran it so it looked like official, you know, Man United bank account and everything like that. Yeah. And they all these young kids around the world, they were like, you know, obviously going through the proper processes and everything like that. So they're like, yeah, we noticed you, we want you to come to the youth club, but you know, it cost five thousand dollars or whatever to cover your costs and cover costs of managers and trainers and whatever it was. And there was just people just handing over, like, all this cash because they thought it was, like, genuinely legit. And they weren't, like, some punter in the street. These kids would be, like, really genuinely good youth footballers. Yeah. So it was also kind of believable that they would get they would get a letter because they're in the proper clubs for recruiting and whatever like that. I mean, it's, you know, that, the, the scam calls, like, you know, these days, every second hour you're getting some message that you've got a lost post or... Amazon or whatever, it's unbelievable. This is a bit of a, a bit of a tangent since we're talking about scams. Did you hear well not I guess not much of a tangent? Did you hear about this thing with Trafigura? No, what I think I think it only came out last night. Commodity trader Trafigura faces $577 million loss after uncovering nickel fraud. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Trader discovered nickel cargoes that didn't contain any nickel. Uh, nickel and cobalt head Socrates Economo is leaving company. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the guy because, I mean, oh, God. I hope he did his due diligence to be like, look, I tried to do everything. I uh, I tried to do everything. The, the samples came back. Okay. I think it was some Indian company that they're – oh. Uh, the commodity trader said in a statement on Thursday that it had recently discovered the alleged fraud and had begun legal action against a group of companies connected to and apparently controlled by Dubai-based metal traders Pratik Gupta, including TMT Metals and companies owned by UD Trading Group. So you're talking about scam. How about that? It's <laughs> a decent, decent scam. <laughs> he took that money and ran. He's gone. He's probably in the Caymans already. Bought himself oh, a nice man. fucking He's already... super yacht. <laughs> He's probably got some fucking palace and, you know, wherever. Yeah. Little life. 577 million. But then I wonder if you just get unraveled by greed. I wonder if you get to that point and it, like your ego kind of gets in and you're like, oh, yeah, I could easily do more than 577 mil. I'm going to go the Billy. I think That's yeah. what always happens to crooks. They never quit when they're ahead. 
No, that that I think is their is their big payday. I think I think if they really did that and there's someone who put that together and somehow got some of that money, they're gone, man. You'll you'll never hit something that big again. That that is crazy, dude. To 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 fleece a world reaching commodity trading company that makes fucking I don't even probably billions of dollars a year. And you fleece them over half a billion bucks. Dude, <laughs> I don't know where you go from there. Like, there's not much more where place do to you? go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty hard to get one up on that. That's for sure. Also, your life is kind of I don't know, man. I don't think that I don't think Trevor Gurr is kind of a company that would just lay down and take that. Like you're you're gonna be you, there's a lot of places you won't be able to go after uh you're trying to like yeah. where can you like? It, there's no way you steal so much money unless you're some like fucking accountant nobody knows about, and then you just like siphoned off like ten mil, and then disappear. Like maybe I'll be all right, but if you're literally sitting there on like half a half a billion dollars, like you're gonna be a wanted person in most places. Like those, where do you go? Those companies, if they're in places like Europe, the like we know of companies where they they got scammed and like you know MI six kind of walks in and knocks on the door and says, you know, we can't say who we are, but you can put two and two together and just call this number. And yeah. I'm sure in, if Traffy's in Geneva's, you know, Switzerland's got yeah, some dude. similar, you know, secret service that goes, well, hang on, tick, you're based here and you know you're under you're under our umbrella. We're gonna look after you. Um, you know, hand over your hand over your drives and let us get to work. And you know, you didn't hear anything, sort of thing. Because there, there must, there must, there has to be some sort of. Otherwise, how do companies generally protect themselves against such rackets? You know, well, there I has think, to be some enforcement. Well, I think the initial would be the due diligence, right? You have so many due diligence checks when you want to. When it's like, oh, who's the counterpart? Oh, what's the bank details? Oh, double check the bank details. Oh, you know, you do all these things. But I mean, if you're going to maybe play a little bit on the. Oh, so their net income in 2021, by the way, sorry, it was 3.1 billion in 2021. It's a, big, it's a big chunk to lose, though. 3.1 billion. Dude. Six. Honestly, I'm impressed. <laughs> I hate to say it, but it's like, holy <laughs> shit, man. You really, you really fucked them. If they really yeah. had to do it, maybe it was actually like a mistake, and they're like, "Oh, you wanted nickel? I thought you meant pickle or something." I don't know. <laughs> they came in like jars and jars of pickles. I, I don't know, man. But if it was uh, deliberate, then yeah. Um, but I guess it's at the end of the day hard to to. I mean, it's just everybody has to do their due diligence, I guess, right? Like, you got to make sure the cargo you're getting is is legit and and the people you're working with you trust and the people that you trust, you hope that the people that they're working with, that they trust. And then it's, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of trust involved, man, especially when it comes to this kind of stuff, especially if you can't even really see what you're, like, it's not like you get to see the whole cargo, right? Usually they just give you a sample and then you see a, you see a sample of something and then you, you pass. It's like that old trick, right? Like where they put... Oh, we need a uh, ten million bucks in the movies. Remember, and then they put a hundred dollar bill on top, and all the bills underneath are ones. Apparently, um, no. <laughs> they did that. They did that with like, they did that with that. That was like Don King did that with I think Muhammad Ali, where he owed him like 
let's say a hundred thousand dollars. But he 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 brought him round to his house and he got like one dollar bills of like ten thousand, and then put it on a table, and so it looked like this just exorbitant amount of money, yeah. right? And then he was like, sign this paper and take the cash, or you can basically try and you know spend the next couple of years trying to get off get the money off me, and you know I'm Don King and it's not going to be that easy. Yeah. So Ali, this is at the end of his career, right? When he's already all knocked up and whatever, just like signed it over, and it was just yeah, he got absolutely done out of all his cash. It's fucked up. Yeah, but you got people like that, right? But that's not the kind of guy I would trust either. So again, got to do your due diligence. Not saying I wouldn't trust Muhammad Ali. I mean, I wouldn't trust Don King. So it's uh, Don King's the biggest crook in history, mate. Yeah. So of course you're going to be like apprehensive about about that but dude i want to see how this plays out because this is fucking brutal how does it how, how do you even have that much money yeah, leaving man. your company and like even after the first like 60 million wouldn't people just be like alarm bells ringing yeah there's obviously well, just I, no checks in the company at all i think they're a bit cowboy my opinion of of, of traffic because I used to do some stuff with them and they always kind of tried to do all these things where this is when I was on the, the oil side, the product product side. They they I think they're good at making money is the best way I can put it. Like they're they're they won't they'll toe the line to make money. Like you'll have like a lot of like prim and proper companies that maybe won't do certain things because like oh it could look bad. Traffic's like ah well is it against the rules? No. Okay, fuck it, then we'll try. Like, there are more, yeah. you know, but I mean, Hunters, let's, basically. yeah, yeah, they'll take a, they'll take a risk, but this is quite large, so I, I feel like it must have been, uh, I, I'm, I'm curious how this could have went. It had been buying nickel and containers already on board ships. Ah, so they would buy nickel and containers on ships and then sell it after they bought it. When they reached the destination, they were just buying it when it was already loaded. Oh wow, God, there's a risk. No wonder they got fleeced yeah. out of half yeah. a billion dollars yeah. because they like, said, who, when knows, they... "Who knows what you're buying?" Exactly, because they said they got there, and then apparently this all started to come apart during Christmas, where they went and checked the container. They went to Amsterdam, and they're like, "This is, this is garbage, really low quality shit." So I guess the guys who sold it to them gave them some survey or something guarantees. Oh man, who knows when you're dealing with those kind of counterparts, you can't check yourself and they'll just, you know, their fucking buddy is the one doing all the surveys anyway. So they'll just sign off on it. Yeah. So what do you do? That's shitty. Yeah. For the general, for the general listener listening, they have to have like surveys and people checking it in the commodities business to ascertain what's being shipped and what's being done and, and whatnot. But in some countries, they, They'll literally hold a gun to your head uh, and have the trigger clocks ready to rock and roll and say you got two choices. You sign the paper or you don't, you know? So, well, yeah. If they, if they lose that people. much, speaking of fucking layoffs, <laughs> I think we might see some layoffs. Might be one or two there, mate. Yeah, something tells me that the guy who was in charge of it, it wasn't earning $577 million. Unbelievable. It's, just, it's wild, man. Yeah. Well, time will tell, mate. So, all right, we'll see. Yeah. You think the economy's going to come off a little bit? You think that nappies is a little bit too insane? We're into a sports events, and we're just both flabbergasted that traffic can lose over half a billion dollars, man. 
So let's let's see what the next week holds. You know, let's yeah. see what it, uh, what it brings through. You know, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron James broke the record for all the points. You know, he seemed pretty happy. I don't know. I'm still a Jordan fan. Like LeBron is great and he's awesome, and I think what he did with the school is like super cool. How he built that school where he's from and funds it and everything like that. But you just can't beat like the energy and the flair and whatnot of Jordan, bro. That was just like next level. Wasn't he? A, he's a dick. I thought he was a dick in real life. Like Michael. Who, Michael Jordan? Yeah, Michael Jordan's an asshole. Yeah. I thought I used to watch cares? videos of people who said they met him in real life, and they're like, "Yeah, he's just a douchebag. Like he thinks he's hot yeah, shit." It's I'll like, be... bro, you throw a ball for a living. You're not hot shit. But this is a this is this is the biggest problem is that in today's society, ball ball players. We've got the same problem with our cricket players. Our cricket players trying to tell the whole world about how the world's fucking ending and we need to take action on climate change. And Aussies are like, you literally throw a ball at three pieces of wood. Like, you're in no position. You're in no position to be trying to advise us. You're not a scientist, right? Like, you you don't actually know what what you're on about. So, but this is the problem these days, mate. It's the same it's the I'm same the boys. Grammys were on. You know, I like watch that, that. That that 50th anniversary thing with the hip-hop MCs and the God Kim and Buster and whatnot was amazing. But then there was that, what was it, that Sam Smith or whatever with all that devil stuff, you I know? See, yeah. Oh, I heard oh, about it. Mate. I heard people were, like, up in arms, like, what the – but, dude, come on. Let, 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 let's, let's be honest here. They're all a bunch of fucking pedos. I'd say 80% of the fucking people in the entertainment industry are a bunch of fucking – I don't know what the hell goes on there. I don't trust any of them. Where's the fucking, uh, where's the Jeffrey Epstein flight locks? Huh? You ever see the names of the people who took all those flights to his fucking island? They're all fucking Hollywood bastards. Every one of them. Some politicians. Yeah, too. no. They're all scum. Prince Andrew as well. And I bet the fucking producers and the directors, they're all fucking scum too, man. Bunch of, they're all jerking each other off. Bunch of freaks and perverts. And people take what yeah, they say a- seriously. I'd say like maybe twenty percent of people in Hollywood are like halfway decent people, and then they never get very far. You know, maybe you get some all right ones. Like, like, like look, g- genuinely speaking, like everyone loves Keanu Reeves, right? Yeah, dude, he's like a yeah, cool, he's, he's, just, he's a nice dude, but he's not like the kind of guy. Like, he's not a fucking uh, he's not like a Robert De Niro or something, and he never will be. He's not part of their club, dude. He has, like, his little, like, oh, here's your John Wick movie. Here's your me. Like, the stuff he's in are, like, you know, cult. Like, it has its cult following. They're not putting him as, like, the star in a fucking blockbuster Marvel movie. I mean, they might if they think they can make some money off of it. But they're not, it's not, they're not, you know, he's not their first choice. They're going to go for all the, the Hollywood indoctrinated people first. That's what it's yeah, going to be, just, you know? I just don't have that understand how they become the moral compass of the society, though. I like you remember lines. That's just, it. Yeah, they're just trying. You to remember lines, like, and uh, you can put some lemon in your eye and start crying. Like I just, yeah, I just yeah. kind of don't get where it's at. I think they realize they're so fucked up that they're just trying to 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 put themselves in a position where it's like they're trying to make themselves feel better by the decisions in their lifestyle. And they think if people actually start listening to what they say, then they're like, oh, yeah, I didn't do anything wrong. 
you know, I, I went to Ep I went to Epstein's Island a couple times, saw some kids. Yeah, you know, now it's acceptable because people think what I say is correct and they follow my uh, moral guidance. As I, I don't know, I hate Hollywood too. I don't like anybody there. They make subpar movies nowadays. Nothing fucking good. You get like one decent movie out of twenty. The rest is all junk, all political crap, and it's just subpar actors and actresses a lot of the time too like you don't even have to be a good actor to be in a lot of these fucking movies it's like it's all cgi special effects like it, it's more the computer you know that, geeks than anything you know that one it's only something like one out of ten hollywood movies make profit i'm not surprised that one like marvel or avatar makes so much profit it covers for the other nine well i feel like that's going to end because all the marvel movies have been sucking dick apparently the new one this next gen and I think, dude, Avatar was beaten by Puss in Boots 2. So it's like, <laughs> go fuck yourselves. All of these Hollywood people, they all suck. All they know how to They're do is all, take well, things and make sequels or destroy originals. There's zero creativity. They all suck. All right, we got we got like a minute left. So closing remarks. I hate uh, everything. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I've got to go see Puss in Boots 2 to figure gotta out what the hospital is. Puss in Boots 2. And let me know. Yeah. Next podcast, yeah. I want a full review of Puss in Boots 2 from you. Puss in Boots 2, mate. All right, Broski. We'll have a good one, man. I'll talk to you next week. Yeah, man. Take it easy. See you, dude. Bye.